0: Hey, Brand Builders. Welcome back to the special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Today, we are recapping none other than our good friend, John Gordon. So, John, I thought that was a pretty incredible story, particularly the beginning parts of his journey. and
1: Learning something new on every interview.
0: Yeah, absolutely. John Gordon
1: and Mo Southwest Grill.
0: Yeah, and and not to be confused with Jeff Gordon. Uh, (laughs) If you heard that, I thought that was really funny. So, I think AJ is going to talk through some of the technical things that he shared that she thought was super powerful. I pulled out some more of like the emotional components. So I guess what was the first thing that you caught?
1: Yeah. And I'm actually going to just kind of go through my three really quickly okay. and then you can share yours. You'll, you'll get to know the dynamic here of the more logical and the more emotional, the one that sticks to the more stats, facts, and the one that's more touchy feely.
0: Stats and facts and touchy feely. <laughs>
1: Not stats, not tats. Stats
0: and facts. (laughs) And tats.
1: (laughs) And tats, whatever. So the first thing that I thought was really interesting, and this is really simple for anyone who is speaking or who wants to speak, um, it's something that we were actually talking about ourselves. It's like, we're speakers and Rory speaks a ton, but yet we post very little of us actually speaking online. Duh! Like hand over face. I mean, we have what? hours
0: of video footage of me on stage, and we've probably shared less than five total minutes ever of just on social media.
1: Yeah, but online, it's like you know, LinkedIn is such a huge platform for getting booked as a speaker. Huge platform for that for all of you who want to be a speaker. LinkedIn—that's where all the corporate meeting planners are and the big executives—and they're looking at stuff. And yet, we post all of this content and all of these videos of us talking to the camera like this, yet we've got hundreds of hours of film of Rory speaking and myself speaking, and yet we post none of that.
0: We could also teach a course on how to (laughs) underutilize your assets to get- What?
1: So whenever I heard that, I was like, uh, yeah. When can we start doing that? It was just such one of those aha moments of you're so ingrained into the daily grind. And you know that old saying, is like, you're too close to the forest to see the trees. That was one of those moments for me. I'm like, duh, of course you should be doing that. So it's one thing to be talking and providing value and content, but it's another thing for people to say, oh, they do this on stages for events, for money. Like that's a big thing. And they're
0: really good. (laughs) Like here is a clip of like, oh, you're really good. Or you're really bad. But at least they know what they're going to, at least they know what to expect.
1: But that led to another thing that I think is really important and why posting clips of you actually speaking is really valuable for all of you who are speaking and who want to be a speaker is that you really typically as a speaker get booked for one of two reasons. One is they saw you speak, right? You get booked when people see you speak because they know that you're good. They know that the audience is gonna like it. They liked your message. They liked your delivery. They liked you on stage. They Still the saw number you. One speak. reason
0: why you get booked to speak is because someone saw you speak and thought you were really good.
1: Second reason is that someone saw you speak and then told someone else that they saw you speak. So they're hearing a third party. So people see you or they hear about you from someone who saw you speak, which leads to you need to be speaking. And posting clips of yourself speaking is step number one. But step number two is you just need to be speaking. You just need to speak. Whether it's free or paid, $1,000, $10,000, doesn't matter. If you're at the place where you're not doing this as a full-time living, then you just need to be speaking, speaking, speaking. And he said
0: 80. He did 80 for free. I did 304 for free like that's what it takes and then you know to that point if you're going to speak for free make sure you get it videoed right like don't be an imbecile like me and or get <laughs> well, videoed it videoed and then video. not use it
1: so you're i don't even, I think I'm at you're a whole level a different level you spend all the money to have it videoed and yes. then still don't use it yeah it's a whole nother level. But I think all of those things are just really specific to the business of speaking, although we're also going to talk about the publishing side in his book and all of those cool things that kind of happened. But those are three things that he said halfway through the interview that I'm like, wait a second.
0: Super practical. Super
1: practical, very doable. And quite honestly, very cheap and very easy yep. just doing them.
0: Go speak for free to get your video footage, right? Like that, it's not a chicken or egg. It feels like a chicken or egg where it's like, oh. how do I get someone to see me speak when I'm trying to get hired? It's You go speak for free, you get the video footage. That's how it starts. Yeah, and
1: who cares if there's 15 people in the room? You need footage and you need awareness. This now, is your own form of publicity.
0: Now, one, you brought up the publishing thing. Yeah. So talk about that for a second because that was a little bit... That was honestly that was some (laughs) advice that was different than we would give and different than good,
1: but good, healthy difference of opinions. So John talked about don't wait on getting a book proposal and don't wait on finding that right agent or publisher, just write the book. Where we would say typically kind of the opposite. It's like you need the marketing plan together. You need to be able to pitch to the publisher this is how I'm going to sell the book. We say this all the time. It's not the New York Times best written book. It's a New York Times best selling, which means you have to have a sales plan book. But he's saying, no, write the book, well, then no, present it with a book proposal. And that's very different than what we have yeah, experienced.
0: Our experience is that the publishers want to feel like they have a chance to shape the manuscript in the direction but I think the part that was actually really consistent about our story and John's story, which we don't talk about that much, and I didn't even know this about him, was that he did two books before the energy bus with very small publishers, you know, basically it was like self-publishing. We did the same thing. We we actually had six different products that we created one book before we got Big New York Publishing House. And so to that extent, we did write a book, create a manuscript publish it, go through that process, Self-publish. go through that process once. And then when we were ready to swing big, mm-hmm. that's when we did the proposal. We did the agent and we did, we did the whole deal. So
1: I'm not sure if we were quite ready, but no. we went for it. We went for it. We went for it. It worked. <laughs> it worked. But I think that's a big thing. It's like some of you were like, Oh, I've got to swing for the fences this first time. No, you don't. You need to figure it out the first time. You just need to get it done the first time. Get something out there. You just need to get it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be the New York Times bestseller or whatever. You don't have to have a traditional publishing house. Sometimes you just need to do it. So you go through the trials and errors and work out the kinks for yourself. Forget everybody well, else. it Depends for yourself. on your
0: vision, right? Like, if you want to be a speaker, it's like you need to get a book and you, just need, to, you need to have it. Like, you got to have that tool. If you want to be a New York Times bestseller, it's a different strategy, and so that's part of what we got to. If you want, request a call with our team. We'll help you like sort through like what's the right plan for you. That's part of what we do. But
1: so those were my technical pickups. So talk about your more on the
0: touchy feely emotional side. Yes. So there were three big yes. things that I took away and I'll give it to you up front. So one was commitment, the second was consistency and the third was calling. So the first was commitment where John was talking about, we'll get a franchise and do whatever it takes for as long as it takes. There is no other option to succeed. That is such a simple decision, but such a powerful one mm-hmm. to go. I remember doing something similar. I remember spending, writing my last check to Darren LaCroix when I was like in my early 20s the last dollars I had was to go to this humor boot camp training, which clearly worked really well and was worth it. But it takes that decision, that resolve to just go, look, this is I'm what I'm, I'm doing. Like I'm going to make it succeed, whether it takes a year or it takes 20 years, I'm in. And that's the decision. And you saw that with the interview with Gretchen Rubin. You see mm-hmm. that with John Gordon. We have that story. Everybody we know like that has consistent. That, that has that story. So that's really huge the second one was consistency. And I think the thing that John said specifically was he said, you have to use every tool that is available to you to get your message out there to promote yourself. So it's like, yes, LinkedIn, yes, Facebook, yes, Instagram, yes, podcasting, yes, blogging, like, yes, books, yes, speaking, yes, like, and the point was that it's it's not any one medium that is the magic. It's the consistency and again, the commitment to going, I'm going to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to push my message out there and promote it and until people start hearing about it. And here's the thing, if you do great work, eventually they're going to hire you. Like if you do great work, they're going to hire you. And if you need to develop your thought leadership, you know, there's ways to do that and to do it smarter and more intelligently. That's something that we. Yeah. um,
1: But I think for a lot of people, regardless of what industry you're in or what industry you want to be in, it's, you just got to outlast the next guy. Yeah. And that takes a lot of commitment. discipline. You just got to outlast the next guy. And if you go all in and you're like, I'm all in for six months, that's not really all in, yeah. right? So it's, you know, how much do you really want it?
0: Yeah. And that's calling, which I think the third one that that leads Mm -hmm. right into calling is you don't get burned out when you're living your calling. You get burned out when you forget why you're doing it, when you lose sight of that vision. And it's like, you have to remind yourself and you have to have someone. I think that's one of the things that our strategists do is half the value of our strategists that are talking to you every single month, keeping you focused on the long term, keeping you focused on the big picture, keeping you, you know, encouraged and inspired. And even though it's like, we're also teaching you things and we're, we're challenging you and kind of like helping you knock down short term roadblocks. We're always talking about the big picture, the long game. That's something we've done our lives. It's something we teach people to do a brand builders group. And when you have that picture, you have that vision, you don't get burnout and you, you feel like it is your calling. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to is, is how bad do you want it? How much do you believe that your message is your calling? One of the things that we say at Brand Builders is we work with mission driven messengers. That's who we're looking for. We're looking for mission driven messengers, people who feel like they almost don't have a choice. They have to share their message. And if that's you, we would love to talk to you. So make sure you hit us up, request a free call. We'll connect you with one of our strategists.
1: And don't forget to go listen to this full interview. Yeah.
0: If you didn't listen to the interview, clearly like go hear the story about him and his wife, like having that real conversation of, are we going to make it? And do we have enough money? And is it going to work? Like that was so real and powerful. And John is one of the best-selling authors of all time, one of the highest paid speakers in the world. It's a chance to go hear his story. So if you didn't listen to that, go listen to our friend John Gordon. We appreciate you being here. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. That's all we've got for this edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Hey, one thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in either iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us on social media and please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. Yeah.